Hi folks, this podcast is recorded in a house with animals, and since it's nighttime, those animals do not include chickens outside the windows. However, Sergey the cat has been a demandy, demandy little cat, and so uh, just wandered back in after being injected from the studio like three times. And there are the dogs, so yeah, be aware. And Tordy just stomped in. Yeah, so that's two out of four on the cat front. That all being said, we also swear a lot. Frequently at Sergey. Uh, frequently at Sergey. And while we do not consider this a podcast of a sexual nature, please be aware that like Google and iTunes only have two options for rating a podcast, clean and explicit. It's PG-13 probably because of language, but we kind of have to put it on as explicit because, well... Explicit. Your your fidget cube is behind you. Oh, thank you. All right, I, I found it. The cat, the cat ran after it. That's why we have to swear at the cat. A little further back. Try looking over your other shoulder. There you go. So, hi. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 79. Uh, any clicks and squeaks you hear are Ursula and the fidget cube. Yay, fidget cube. Yes, which certainly beats you fumbling around with the skull. It's a fidget skull. <clears throat> It's not necessarily a fidget skull, but anyway. So, hey, I am back from MAGFest, and Yay. I'm still exhausted, even though I've had two reasonably good nights sleep now. And also, I'm, I'm feeling a little peopled out. <laughs> I mean, I spent a lot of time having to be on and responsible and all that stuff at MAG this past weekend, and it's exhausting. And I'm pretty much not the only one who came out of it that way. So it's, that seems to be fairly typical. It means, though, that I have an email backlog that I am ashamed of. I am terribly, terribly ashamed of it. You, you, have, you have faded from Inbox Zero? I have faded from Inbox Zero. And while SaneBox, which is one of my favorite toy, tools, toys and tools, has been really helpful in sort of classifying things and getting them out of my way so I can deal with the things that can be dealt with later, later... I still have, like, a ridiculous number of things in my inbox. I've got stuff about the upcoming China trip. I've got stuff about the Dorsai event I'm planning in March. I've got stuff about the podcast. So, and that's a little anxiety-inducing for somebody who likes to be really, really on the inbox zero thing. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's so it's a little stressful. I did find an interesting place to apply for a job yesterday, so I did that. Um I have some articles I'm writing for an online magazine that I got started on today and then found a shiny thing and sort of lost part of the day because I'm still recovering attention span, as oh, yeah, it were. Yeah. yeah. But that's uh, it's a tight deadline on these articles, so I got to get rolling on them. I, I am very sympathetic to the tight mm -hmm. deadline on writing, believe me. Yeah. I still have. Uh, a lot of words to write. And mm -hmm. I have uh, a month, uh, maybe a month and a week until one is due, and it's nearly done. So I'm I'm feeling yeah. good about that one. I'm currently in the patching holes stage, and then I just have to write the ending and the climax. So the easy bits. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I have. Another month after that, a book that mm. I am now at the stage where I am convinced that it is a monstrous jumble, and 
Uh, everyone will read it and be like, oh my god, what happened to Ursula? Did she have a stroke? What is this? So, just a little anxiety there. Uh, one thing we were talking about earlier, uh, I am feeling overwhelmed. Like, you said I needed to make a dentist appointment. You were at the dentist, and they were mm-hmm. like, hey, Ursula needs a cleaning. And but, Like, they talked about the fact that you hadn't been in for a cleaning in a while in their morning meeting. Which is why they were. I, you're entertaining. I oh oh. I, I guess I, I don't like, know. Oh why are they discussing this? I I, I don't know. <laughs> uh yeah. I I need to go in for a cleaning. The last time I was in was to get the the one crown fixed, and mm-hmm. I just the idea of another thing I needed to deal with in January was so horrific. That that Kevin here was like, uh, you know, you called them and set it up. And I'm like, no, no, not going to happen. You're standing there. Have them make an appointment in February. I am not dealing with anything more in January. It's, it's it's interesting because now we're both sort of in this tired, almost can't deal situation. Yeah. And you're try- you're offloading things to me. Which or trying, because or which tr- is what my usual method is, because right, you're the, right. the, the yeah, yeah. top-up-meister, but you're starting to go. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've done your dentist appointment, I need to alpha-read your book, I've got all the China stuff to do, and then you asked me to look into the hotels for Dublin. Yeah, well, I thought Con. I was doing the China stuff. No, I thought you were having me do all the China, like the bios and fill out the paperwork. And no, no. Oh, thank God! I thought I was doing that. Didn't even occur to me you'd do that. Oh, okay. So uh, I have the shopping list. <laughs> the the thing is, there's a couple information streams happening with the planning for this trip too, which makes it really difficult. And oh yeah, we have a similar thing with uh, Magfest in particular, but also some of the other cons I work with. Uh, using Magfest as an example, they have an office staff who communicate regularly. They have email lists. They have a widely used Slack, and it gets kind of overwhelming trying to keep track of all these moving pieces and the expectation that because something was said on a particular Slack channel two months ago, I know about it at the event is really difficult, especially when we talk about, you know, the six people who eat, sleep and are paid by MAGFest to produce MAGFest throughout the course of the year. The other expectations, of course, it's, with the trips and with some of the other events is, is it's building the same way where we've got emails with explicit instructions on how to do several things for the trips, but there's also a telegram conversation right. that you're not on because you don't, you don't use telegram. Right. And I do, but things like, Oh, here's the packing list. And here's some advice for this and advice for that, that aren't going into the emails that you're not even going to see that now I'm sort of responsible for keeping track of. Right. Right. So, and I, I worry that that's going to happen with more and more things and more and more events. Uh, just all of them fragmenting into different information streams. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, that's, I mean, that's a thing we could probably address. Like if you see something go by, you could copy and paste it and email it to me. Right. Yeah. But, but it's, it's, it, it isn't just the one trip. It's all of them for me. Because um, Anthrocon also has a couple Telegram channels to it. It has a Slack. And then there's the email threads and 
You okay, I, I have nothing to do with that one. Right. This is, I mean, so this is not a me problem. This isn't a you problem. Okay, is, I, I, I wasn't is, sure if this was a our events we're doing together me problem. or a, No, you know, okay. generally you and I work really well together. It's just at this point I'm the information sort of funnel for this one channel. And so there's that in, in the rest of the world, uh, events all over the place. There is this fragmentation happening. And it's great if you have... Sorry about this, guys. It's probably a lot easier to manage if you have ADD. Because no, no? does it just make it worse? Yeah how the, the, it, how how could it ever possibly be easier to manage if you have ADD? Because here's you're you're in one spot. Okay, you take care of it. Short attention span. You go to the next one. You go go to the next one. Go to the next one. So you're never actually settling on one and getting into a. You're never allowed to focus. That's a problem. Yeah, and wow, also, if I got me, 80 different things, I wouldn't be like, I will do this, and then I will do this. I will be like, oh, shit, more information. Oh, oh, there's a thing. Of, oh, should I go? Oh, hey, look, a bird. Information fatigue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, notification and, fatigue. Yeah, except I have even less window of opportunity to pay attention to it. <laughs> That's fair. Like, okay, like yeah, if, yeah. if a thing came up, it would, it's, yeah, it, on mm -hmm. Telegram, I'd be like, if I was on Telegram, which I assume is just like Twitter, only you're all, all, all on it. No, it's, um, it's more like IRC or Slack. It is a, a chat thing. Then why not just use Slack and then we'd all be on Slack? Because Telegram is the furry Slack. That's oh. where all the furries are. Well, anyway, yeah, I... No, that something would come across on like Slack, say, mm -hmm. and I would be like, "Oh, there's a bit of information. I should deal with that." And then something would come in an email. I'd be like, "Oh, I should totally deal with that." Yeah. Oh, oh, hey, oh, look, there's probably more email. But let me go check Slack again, just in case. Oh, oh, that's an interesting thing. Hey, I can read that article about uh, how they found that interesting skull with lapis lazuli stuck in its teeth. And oh, hey, has anyone recommended any good novels lately? Oh, that might be an interesting thing. Oh, look, a world history of butter. Wait, was I supposed to check my email? Oh my fucking god, my inbox is at two thousand. How'd that happen? Let me delete some of the. Oh, hey, look, a history of butter. Okay, I can I can see the problem. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. The. the uh, so actually it's doubly bad for you than it is for me uh i cannot focus on one of the things long enough to get it done right so if yeah it seems unlikely like i had sort of planned to take a day possibly friday and sit down and do the china paperwork mm -hmm. i will not make word count that day and it will take me the entire day count I mean, on the one hand, those words don't count towards novels, but they're words. They count towards a word count. Yes, but on the other hand, mm -hmm. I have two novels due in February and March. Okay. So it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Who just ran behind the monitor? Uh, No one ran behind the monitor. The one the on monitor. the desk? Yeah, somebody uh, just did. Hold I on. don't... <clears throat> I... Sergey ran under the thing. Oh, Sergey ran crouched. under the thing. He yeah. jumped up, and I guess your jacket's over there, and it's gray, and it's see. That's how frazzled I am right now, guys. Can't even keep track of the the cat. Well, Sergey's a hard cat to keep track of. Anyway, yeah. um, yeah, I was just going to take it and mm -hmm. do all day with it, okay. and I will be angry and upset by the end of it, okay. and I will go sit with video games and pray for death. Well, and it's my birthday, so oh fuck. That actually sounds like a great idea, except we were also going to record KUEC. Should we postpone that a day? Uh, 
but since Saturday is, is the thing we're supposed to go to with friends. Oh, yeah, there's that. We could skip that and then do it on Saturday. We'll figure something out. We don't have yeah. to decide it right now on the air for productivity. I okay, mean. yes, But these are true. the challenges, like, we're getting into right now. I'm and getting, also you can see my distractibility issue. Yeah, and I'm getting decision fatigue just thinking about how do we handle that when I've already got decision fatigue from all this other stuff going on. Yes. And... We are both feeling a little overwhelmed, and we are. the thing is that some people would say, oh, well, you should take time off or something, and that would be the worst possible thing I could do, because then I would have to not, I would not know what I was supposed to do next. Right. If I can get in my nice rut of productivity, which I sort of have for the last couple of days, it's been great. Getting there, uh, yeah. And I just feel like if I could just do that for a month... I would be okay again and the world would be sort of a shape I understood. And <laughs> it's, it, I mean, even my health is starting to get a little weird. Like I feel kind of wiggy and fizzy and like, uh, I don't know if my heart is palpitating or if I'm just fixating on it because I'm anxious. And I don't think it's palpitating particularly, but you See, know. And there's, there's where the thing came in. Before we started recording, we were doing our our tests, right? We always we always yeah. run a couple tests, a sound check or two, to make sure things aren't fucked up. And and the problem is when we do the test is we have two differences, which is one is Ursula sounding like Ursula, and one is Ursula doing Pastor Drum from the Hidden Almanac, and Pastor Drum is a whole lot louder. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and even even turning that down to the level we're at now, and like I have to readjust everything because the cat's got all my settings out of whack and uh, whatever. Uh, let me check the buttons. Okay, so yeah, they don't have the echo back on. <laughs> anyway, but you you said into the microphone, I won't be Pastor Drum, I'll be Eeyore. Yes. Why okay. Eeyore? Okay. Uh, I was feeling kind of Eeyore-ish. I'm just, yeah. See, and all the symptoms you describe are not Eeyore. They're Piglet. Piglet who is always anxious and always worried. Can I tell you something, though? Yeah. I never fucking liked Piglet. Well, I didn't either, but... I, I liked Eeyore. Yeah. I, I thought Eeyore, you know, was was cool, and I liked... uh, kind of liked Owl and do, Kanga. Do, I, I liked Kanga and Rue, but... I hated Tigger. I loved Tigger. I loathed Tigger with the passion of a thousand sons. Tigger and Rabbit. Rabbit, rabbit, I, I totally fine with rabbit, but yeah. Tigger was just like, your life is totally going fine, and some asshole comes in, and it's all <laughs> about him, and he is disrupting everything, and freaking you out, and touching your stuff, and being an asshole, and when you're like, stop that, he's like, can't, that's just who I am, ha ha, bounce, bounce, fuck you, and you're bouncing, get the hell out of my house. And I think that's the thing, like, I like Tigger... But I like Rabbit more because I identify more with Tigger, right? We all kind of want to be that self-centered, I am who I am and look at how awesome I am. No, we don't. Well, some of us did. Okay, we, we all don't want to be, just for right. the record. Okay. Not all Tiggers. Not all Tiggers, right. Oh, God, I can't believe it. Do I need to edit that out? I'm really sorry, folks. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Anyway. I'm sure it's fine. Anyway, but I, I identified more with Rabbit. With, you know, I have to make sure everything's... Rabbit was a little OCD. Yeah. And Rabbit yeah. liked everything just where it belonged, which I, I can identify with. And when it got disrupted, Rabbit would 
sort of loses shit. I identify with that much more now than I did as a kid. As a kid, I basically was not allowed to lose my shit about anything. Oh, yeah? yeah. You were not allowed to be angry in my house. Ah. So there was, uh, if you were a a kid and you were angry, it was, you could not be angry at anything. It would would be your fault in some fashion. So you you were just not allowed to get angry. So I, God, I wanted to punch Tigger. I, yeah, I, I admired Tigger's freedom and lack of cares, but the older I get, the more I turn into Rabbit, and I always liked Rabbit, even if he was a bit of a fuddy-duddy and stick in the mud about things. I, yeah, I would, I would probably totally be, be Rabbit. I do not want to be Piglet. Okay, that's fair, <laughs> but you, you're really exhibiting Piglet-like symptoms. <sighs> Can't I just, you know... Now, answer me this. Was yeah. was Winnie the Pooh high? No. Nothing really seemed to bother Pooh that much. He was dumb. Oh, well, that makes a big difference. He was That a- explains so much. I thought all this many people at Magfest were high. Maybe they're just dumb. Well, he was a bear of very little brain. That was a thing. Fans of very little brain. <laughs> I'm going to write that down for next year. Jeez, oh, Pete's. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't say this to, in, in hostility to, to Winnie no. the Pooh. I admire him greatly. I, I still think that the, the pretending to be a cloud and singing the cloud song going after the bees was lovely. All right. And his affection for honey, I, I honestly, I, I like Pooh very much. He mm-hmm. is he is simple and pleasant, but uh, his, his whole thing was he didn't want that bright. I, and that's the thing is he was surprisingly creative but, oh, no, I'm a bear of very little brain. But I suppose if I tie a balloon to myself and pretend to be a cloud, maybe I can get close to the bees. He was very outside the box Okay. by virtue of not knowing where the box was, if that makes any sense. Okay, yeah. That's, uh, that's deep, man. I didn't even think about that. Well, and I've read the, the Tao of Piglet and the Tao of Pooh many times. Or, I'm sorry, the Tao of Pooh and the Tao of Piglet. I never and have. Never really latched on to that kind of a thought with it but and 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 again this this it comes across very judgmental to say that that Pooh was dumb uh Pooh was certainly very wise he just wasn't that sharp it's uh it's a uh, i'm i'm not trying to slam on Pooh here <laughs> uh it's a uh, uh yeah i don't know i don't know it's- all right, uh, there's so. there's uh, a thing, uh, a quote I've always liked enormously and that mm-hmm. applies to my own life is, all that you require is ignorance and confidence and then success is sure. Okay. I have succeeded in many things by not <laughs> knowing what I was doing. <laughs> You, or, or not knowing what you were getting into. Uh, or exactly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I'm going to do this comic because it does not occur to me that it will be 800 pages long. And yes, it will win awards. And I will still get emails a decade later from people saying how life changing it was. And I'm, I'm glad you liked it. Yay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I ran into a guy outside of Magfest. I was like, oh, yeah, my wife did a, a comic about this wombat. And the dude was like, wait, I know that one. I'm like, digger he's like yes yes i'm like that's my wife he's like oh my god (laughs) so i'm just yeah 
But I had no idea what I was doing. I started it as a doodle and kept telling people not to get attached. I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, I did not know that when someone says, do you want a literary agent, the proper response is not, yeah, why the hell not? Uh, I, there were there are many things I have achieved that were done purely because I was completely unaware that there was a correct way to do them and I was not doing it. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. In hindsight. In hindsight. Maybe for the best. Oh, no, totally. Anyway, we have letters this week, and we have several letters this week, so we're going to take a quick break, refresh our drinks, and we're going to read your letters. And then after that, I forgot to mention it last week and possibly the week before with all the crazy, um, after that, we have a drawing for Dino's cookbook. Yay! Which will be awesome. So uh, we're going to go take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. I figured it out. Oh? I remembered why I don't like Piglet. Why? He was a whiner. And you certainly are not a whiner. Thank you. There's oh, no, God, no thank you. No. you. You you have no idea how much no. that means to I, me. I don't often think of whining as one of his primary traits. It's it's always about the, the anxious and the insecurity. Yeah, it's... it's Whining is the thing I cannot handle. Like, I... Uh, oh, I, I know. Yeah, well, you know. Um, I know. It... Uh, nothing will... It just take me zero to killing quite as quickly. Oh, yeah, you go straight to Kilimanjik. And, uh, yeah, which, you know, upbringing, everything else. Uh, and it is one reason that, uh, interestingly enough, it comes out in my work in that this is the reason I am incredibly brutal to some of my characters. I'm like, because uh, in the books, because I'm like, mm-hmm. like at one point, I'm like, okay, this guy has not suffered enough to feel as bad as he does. I'm going to have to do worse things to him. Oh. His, his backstory is not tragic enough for the amount of <laughs> angst he is feeling. Right? I think I think we got to like add some cannibalism or something cuz yeah, this is not nearly it, otherwise It's not nearly just be brutal a enough. Right. Yeah. Okay, pardon this. Okay. Oh, okay. I I had to adjust the microphone. So. All right. Anyway, so anyway, yes, that's what so. you guys heard was me adjusting the microphone because I'm not going to edit that out. Ha 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 ha. I I am sickened and shocked yeah. and appalled with two peas. So let's let's read some letters. Which are not whining. You can, Which are not you, whining. You can you no. can send us letters. We do not consider them whining. Not at all. Not at we, all. We read them because we want to, not because we are, for example, trapped in a car with you forever. Indeed, like the novel that uh, I owe Dino a response to. I don't need to read on air because it'll take. I could just do an episode on that, and it would just be easier to have Dino back on. Which everybody, and Dino, we're going to get to those letters in a minute. But that has nothing to do with whining. That has nothing to do with whining. Okay, just the being in a car thing. I was like, because it sort of sounded like you were implying Dino was whining, and I'm like, I know he's not because you love talking to him. He's he's not a whiner, no. (laughs) No one, no one who, no, I was talking about writing in. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, yes. Okay, so, uh, this is from Martha. Martha says, 
Uh, Hi, Kevin. I just wanted to let you know that I use your advice to help my niece with organizing her homework. She is in eighth grade and she's coming up on tests before winter break. So she has projects and homework in every subject. Oh, man. Yeah, no, Jake had the same sort of thing going on in 11th grade. The school has a planner system they try to teach the kids. Bless them. But it looked like a big, overwhelming mess on the page. So I asked her, how do you eat a whale? She was puzzled, but I explained that if you get overwhelmed, break what you have to do down into little tasks and prioritize based on when it needs to get done. So I grabbed a pencil and paper, and we wrote a checklist of the stuff that needed to get done for the next day. And then she was able to get everything done with a minimum of panic. I also wanted to add that she's a fan of Ursula's writing. She devoured The Seventh Bride, so I'm getting her Clockwork Boys and Wonder Engine for Christmas. Thank you both for all that you do. Mar. Thank you, Mar. I'm, I'm glad it was helpful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I and honestly, I'm sitting here thinking, well, I'm feeling overwhelmed, so maybe I should sit down and start thinking about, you know, I'm looking at the damn whale is the problem. Never look at the whole whale. Yeah, looking directly at the whale is a bad thing. Yeah, don't never stare directly into the whale. Kevin. Yeah, the whale might stare back. <laughs> okay. You'll go blind just staring at that whale. <laughs> and and it blinks a hell of a lot less than I do. My eyes are going to like melt in my head. Never get in a staring contest with a whale you're trying to eat. Yeah. Uh, now that's just disturbing. <laughs> from James. Put that on my tombstone. Uh, from James. Hey, after listening to your podcast for a month and binging through your entire backlog during a long summer of work driving, I'm finally getting around to send you sending you an email of thanks. Oh, cool. It's been super helpful hearing what works for others and what may or may not work. I realized that the best way to learn about being more productive slash organized is to talk to people who aren't organized because they've done the research. The naturally organized just do the one thing that works for them because they didn't have to search for more. And there's some truth to that. There really is. And that's why I enjoy talking to everybody about it because people are touching on things that I didn't even think about. And also, I've noticed mm -hmm. when you ask someone about how you stay organized... I have never yet met a person who did not break into this kind of rising hysterical laughter and go, what makes you – I'm not organized. Yeah, that's why we want to talk to you. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. The two questions are, have you had anyone that focuses on the Traveler Notebook set up for their main tool? Because this has been super helpful to me, and I'm always interested in finding out other folks' setups while avoiding the same curse of bullet journaling where folks spend so much time making it pretty that it's almost useless for organization. I actually really like the idea. Yeah, those are the those are the the one little format things like the little leather. Yeah, I've, I've got one back here. That uh, yeah, yeah. I like the idea of them. They mm -hmm. seem neat. I'm always like, God, that's just so small. Like, how do you do anything with how small it is? But and then I say this, and then if I try to keep a journal or a planner, I keep it for six weeks, which yeah. might be about the right length. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. have. Have you talked to anyone who does the traveler? I haven't. Notebook I haven't yet? talked to anyone yet who's done traveler's notebook. So, uh, but I've I've seen them online, and often I see them being used as as bullet journals. Um, but I, I'm certainly interested in different techniques with them because they're they're really. You should probably cool talk harder. to James here. All right, because uh, he he says that uh, it's been super helpful for yeah. him. So, All right, James, email me uh, <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, two, is there a productivity alchemy Slack group? My gaming group has recently started using it. I'd be interested in conversing with other fans of the show about what works and doesn't work. And sadly, Twitter plays absolute hell with my ADD. That's honestly, I think, part of the reason why I like Twitter is mm -hmm. uh, it, it indulges my short attention span mm -hmm. uh, well enough that I can actually spend a lot of time on there because I'm not having to concentrate on things. I'm just like, thing, oh, neat, oh, other thing, oh, neat, other thing. Right. Uh, 
it uh, I don't get anything done, but it uh, <laughs> I also live on Twitter as because it 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 is exactly the kind of bite-sized bits of focus that I can do really well. Right. Um and I've also thought about like a Discord or a Slack or something, but that is really difficult to moderate. Yeah. And while there is a private Slack I have kind of set aside, it is an open access and I have to invite people to it. And I've been using it for things like, oh, I don't know, event planning for, you know, when I need to uh, shoot off a quick message or request to somebody else who's involved in the Dorsa event I'm planning. Yeah. You know, we're on that. So um, it's, a, it's a thing that we've mm-hmm. talked about. And I think we talked about this possibly last week. It's just we're kind of afraid of um, we wouldn't be able to maintain it. Or moderate it effectively. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Now, if somebody wanted to set up a group, then I'm more than happy to at least, you know, pay attention to it. Idle in the channel when I can. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, love seeing the chickens on Instagram, and once again, absolutely adore the show. Happy midwinter gift-giving holidays, and hope you're keeping your head up with the do- job search. I know how that can grind people down. Slightly more organized, thanks to y'all. James. That's all All we hope for in yeah. life is slightly more organized. Yeah, and the, and the job hunt is the job hunt. You know, and it is grinding you down. It is grinding, uh, you know, but I did, like I said, I applied for something new yesterday, and, you know, we just keep moving, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not easy when you're really, really tired at the same time. Um, from star who's, you know, regular, regular listener star, uh, you suggest that working in close environments brings a team close. I say that in some cases, the opposite happens being in an environment where each year we get less and less space and are sitting closer and closer to each other. There's no friendly interaction with coworkers. I have been there. And there was a discussion on, uh, I forget what it was one of my one of the sysadmin things i pay attention to about how all open office plans fucking open office plans and jamming people in is much more disruptive and how working from home is so much you know so much more focus oriented for people they uh i think just hit twitter the other day that uh open office plan was linked to an article open office Plans basically mean that people spend 75% more time on stuff not work-related like Instagram and yeah. trying not to talk with their coworkers. And, uh, it, I think yeah. I linked to the article in, in a prior episode. Uh, yeah, it, it, no, uh, it open office study. plans yeah. make me batshit. Um, they are – basically what happens is you carve out this personal space right. that is invisible mm-hmm. and you – but. You know where it is, and if other people touch it, you get weird. And and then when you do things to try to reduce the noise or the interruptions to be able to focus, like put on headphones, listen to music, whatever, now you're not being a team player, and you're not communicating effectively. And it's and really, what you're trying to do is do your job, but you can't do your job because it's too there's too much going on. Too I much have worked in one open office plan that worked, and the oh. only reason it worked. Mm-hmm was that there were four of us, we were good enough friends that we went camping together and things like that, and we would, and we were so tight on space that we were like back to back Mm -hmm. uh, in in this tight little grid, nobody could get up without the other person having to move their chair, and it was, it was a hellish situation, and we had a blast, uh, Mm -hmm. 
our period synced, okay? <laughs> um, that uh, We uh, warned you, right, folks? Yeah, we did uh, the beginning. Uh, they didn't really sync, but we had one woman in the office who... Um, I don't want to. She had pheromones or something, and whenever she started, the rest of us would start spotting. It was that was how close we were. We were cheek to jowl there, <laughs> and we had a great time because we had a great personality thing, and we got on great. Everything was was fine. Uh, I have had other open office plans where I have had more space, and where I grew to hate everyone, everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, became weird and feral. So it can work, Mm -hmm. but I would say you have to get really damn lucky. Yep. And I noticed one thing I don't know a lot of people notice, but I do notice that a lot of these plans are designed so that you have no privacy. Yeah, anyone can come up behind you and see what you're working on. Right, which in my business can be absolutely horrible because if I am typing in passwords or working on, you know, in the secrets vault for something, that's, that's terrible. That's absolutely terrible for somebody to be able to walk over, look over my shoulder and see an unencrypted password because I had to decrypt to fix the thing, right? The the game Adventure, I Mm -hmm. believe, had a button Mm -hmm. that that was just called The Boss is Coming. Right. And you hit like a control whatever. It wasn't the only one, yeah. Yeah, and you had just – and a spreadsheet popped up. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it was great, but (laughs) – <laughs> I I, th- I think Astro Tit had that too. Yeah, uh, yeah. For those of you who don't remember, eighties game where you were a little male member shooting at falling boobs and condoms. What? It was sort of like Space Invaders, except with boobs and and condoms and yeah. Wow! No, I missed that. Oh one. yeah, it was CGI as as uh, or. <laughs> Uh, CGA. It was a CGA game, and if you had a machine that went faster than about 4 megahertz, that is, if you put on the turbo button, it was completely unplayable, because this was back in the day where you didn't set your own clock in the games. It was all driven by the... And so, but, you know, we got a giggle, because I was 12, <laughs> and... Well, alrighty then. All right. Um, from Fleetfoot Fox, talking about uh, Dinosarma Part 2... Uh, this was a stellar episode to listen to. I don't even care that it was many hours long. Thank you both for the excellent conversation. And then asking to be entered in the drawing for the cookbook. And I skipped a couple of the entered. I want to be entered in the drawing for the cookbook letters because that's very repetitive. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, yeah. And it's not anything we could really, you know. Yeah. Um, this one's from John. Um so I'm hello. I'm only on episode 33. Started to listen to podcast two weeks ago while at work. I currently drive and merchandise for Coca Cola and love listening while I work. Since I am always using my hands at work, it's hard for me to take the time to use paper and pen to write down ideas. Can I get a top 10 app list for Android to keep organized? You may have this, may have done this in a later episode, but I haven't caught up yet. I already use Habitica. It's sweet. It I tried to do the OK Google Reminders function, but it's that was my phone. Um, yeah, okay. That, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yes. All right. Let's, let's just... Wow. So, okay. Um, this is what they warn us about, you know. Yeah. Uh, I love your podcast. Can't wait to listen to them all. Um, and then gives his Habitica. So, I haven't done a top 10 apps for Android list yet. I will probably try to slot that in later this year. Uh, there are so many apps for Android, 
and I'm already doing some app research on the open source side for the articles I'm writing. So we'll talk probably more about that next week. And uh, I'll make a note to take a look at maybe doing some top 10 Android list apps in well, the future. Since you're uh, you're doing a mm -hmm. lists of productivity apps, I believe, for a thing, yeah. then maybe you, know, you can uh, talk about that. Maybe a little, yeah. Uh, I mean, the focus on that one is open or open source apps, and I'll talk more about it next week when it actually goes to press. Right, but, but the things yeah. you learn writing those will undoubtedly stand oh, you in good stead for yes, another list. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, from Nate Vanderklok, who we had on the show uh, last March, I think it was. Um, first, my condolences to Ursula and her family, yourself included, Kevin, on their loss. Thank you, thank yep. you, thank you. By the um, way, to everyone who's who's chimed in with that, I I do appreciate it. It's it's weird because you know, as I've said, it's it's not so much an emotional thing; it's just a exhaustion thing at this point. Mm -hmm. But I, I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah. Second, I very much enjoyed Dino's interview, regardless of its length. It's always good to learn about other people's challenges and how they deal with them. Third and final, please enter me in the drawing. Keep up the good work. All right. Thanks, Nate. Um, and I just, I got to, I was hanging out with, with Nate and his wife at MAGFest because they were part of the security crew. Oh, right. So, yeah. So I just saw Nate and it was awesome. Oh, here we go. Um, from Anna. Hi, Kevin. The combination of your podcast and some instrumental jazz is now my favorite background noise. KUC is hilarious. Haven't started hitting Almanac because I need dedicated brain to pay brain time to pay attention. That is sort of the thing with hitting yeah, Almanac. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was re-listening to some earlier episodes of Productivity Alchemy, and I was wondering what tools and systems you're currently using to stay organized. Somewhere around episode 58, you said you were trying bullet journaling. What are your thoughts on it so far? So... I think in it again, uh, my, my continued thoughts on bullet journaling are in its purest form, like just the bare bones that they put on the website. Fantastic. Right. Just really easy to get through. And I'm using now a, it's a pre-printed planner, but I'm using it sort of like a, a bullet, a bullet journal. Cause it's already laid out. It's got a pre-printed month and then the week is just, you know, the, the blocks with lines under them to put the tasks, which is exactly what I was doing with graph paper, only this way I don't have to draw it. Overall, I I really like it, and I got a little bit out of the habit while I was at MAGFest, because every day it was like, here's your MAGFest sh shift, okay, cut that off. All right, now I'm going back to bed now that that's done. Right. So I, I need to start rebuilding some of that habit. Again, I like it in its pure form. I try not to get too excitable with it because it's very easy for me to say, well, now that I'm doing this, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do that. And that sort of slides away. I, I have some like hand-drawn pages I can do for menu planning for a week. And because of the holidays and things like that, that's fallen off a little bit. I need to go back to that because menu planning the week is uh, really helpful. It is, but mm -hmm. this ties back again into decision fatigue. Like right. at one point, you were like, "I was just like, why don't we order pizza?" And you were all, "Thank you for deciding." Uh, so. That was I, that was Monday night because if you'd said, "So, what are we having for? What should we have for dinner?" I was going to say, "I don't care as long as I don't have to do anything." Yes. Um, okay. <clears throat> Ursula, I'm sorry for your loss, and I hope your mom and stepbrother are managing okay. Also, I devoured Clockwork Boys, and I'm holding the Wonder Engine over myself as motivation to get through the rest of the semester. Oh, I hope it works. Yeah, exactly. I hope it turns out to be worth it. Uh, well, I rather, I hope it worked since this came, this oh, was okay. in December. Yeah. Yes, I hope um, it worked. Mm-hmm. 
I was wondering what your guys' advice is on recovering from burnout. <laughs> You've both mentioned it, and Kevin has talked about it with a number of guests, but I was wondering what has worked for you personally. The wonderful world of the internet is not as helpful for coming up with strategies for recovery as I had tentatively hoped. Warmest wishes to you both, Jacob, and all the animals. Anna. Ooh. I gotta say, the last three months of unemployment has done wonders for my burnout. Yeah, and wonders mm -hmm. for your anxiety, too. Uh, well, that, yeah. One is being replaced with the other in a lot of ways. But the anxiety at least feels normal. I, I think as compared to the burnout, which felt more like it was, like, burnout felt like a punishment. Anxiety feels like what's supposed to be happening in these situations. Does that okay. make sense? Uh, it like, gets into, well... I'm going to say yeah. it makes sense and, and assume that you are not feeling you have to be punished for things with the burnout. No. Okay. No, I, I don't need to be punished for things with the burnout. Um, um, yeah. It just, it just feels like there's there's a, with burnout, in hindsight, it might not be your fault, but it certainly feels like there's a lot of you brought this on yourself. Oh, yeah. And it's very easy to justify. Like the anxiety, I know exactly where all those pressures are coming from. I know that I have to get through it. And that things will get better. Burnout is this depression pit. I mean, it's it's terrible. And drugs helped. And getting the hell out of the situation where I was in horrendous burnout helps. Chickens helped for you. Chickens chickens helped on this last go round. Yeah. I will admit chickens helped a lot. Um, but frankly, being able to turn off, I think a lot of the things that were driving my stress levels and my burnout was insanely helpful. I haven't been on call now. I mean, you know, literally like on call 24 seven, if something goes wrong, it's your problem and you have to fix it for three months. And it is, there's like this huge weight sliding off my shoulder. Thinking about it, I can feel my shoulders scrunching up. I don't know if you saw them rising up towards my ears. And, but that, I mean, the, the biggest thing for me for recovering from burnout has been to get the hell away from what it was that was causing me to burn out. Which, you know, God knows mm -hmm. that's not always advice anyone can take. No. Sometimes you can't get away from the thing. Yeah, and there are a couple articles on, on functional burnouts. People who have totally burned out but are still basically having to push through it and, and go on. Um, Dylan Wybanks, who, Will Banks, who I've talked to a couple times now. Dylan's going to yell at me for mispronouncing his name. I know that. <laughs> Sorry, Dylan. Um, has written a couple articles on on that. And I'll try to link them in the show notes um, because they're really good articles. And a lot of it talks about like the effects burnout has, but again, the strategies for recovering from burnout, they're going to vary person to person because there's no specific, this will always cure it. It's, it's, there's some self-discovery that goes on and it's frustrating sometimes. And I'm, I have a hard time separating burnout from, um, nervous breakdown uh, yeah. because I I think I burn out and I just don't uh, stop going and yeah. then the next stage after that is mm -hmm. congratulations on your nervous breakdown um, and, and usually that's I mean I'm pretty sure I had what equates to a nervous breakdown the first time I burned out and every time since I'm, I'm like walking right up to the edge of that cliff and then stopping myself and making a right turn. Which right? is is the best possible thing mm -hmm. you can learn to do. Uh I uh it, and I I feel like I I 
twigged a lot sooner that uh, things were going bad on mm-hmm. um uh on this latest one where yeah. all of a sudden I was just like uh, thing uh, brain went one more bit of stress went and I had nothing and I was sitting in the garden sobbing on the dog and it was like mm-hmm. and I was like okay I'm gonna make an appointment to go get some drugs because yeah. this is this is uh, I have I have uh, clearly uh, I am past the point of no return here so let's uh, let's go let's go fix this uh, I'll be honest drugs that's yeah. I, I wish I had some amazing answer where you know you do this 30 day cleanse and mindfulness <laughs> meditation and but the only thing I ever do is medicate and sleep a lot and and I, video games yeah and again it varies by person. And yeah. in a lot of cases, in a couple cases, I didn't really recover from burnout. I just sort of postponed it longer. Yeah. So I was burning out, and then I said, oh, no, I'm going that direction. And then I turn, and basically it's just lighting another fuse that ends at the same time bomb. And or however you want to phrase that. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, – mm-hmm. uh, I play a lot of video games. Yeah. And – which talking about ADD, you'd think, you know, uh, but for whatever reason, if I can get it, it may take me an hour, it may take me a week to figure out what I want to play. I will go try things on Steam, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like crazy. But uh, when I find the one that I need to be doing right now, I will get lost in it for six hours at a time, and mm-hmm. because that's what they're designed to do, exactly. And it's very soothing for my brain to, I, I mean, I feel. Uh, sometimes I feel guilt of I am not working, but since I usually always have to get my word count done uh, anyway, I have this kind of... I, I am like, okay, at this point, I am now allowed to play video games today, and it, I am not stressed while it is happening. I am not freaking out. I am making my little amusement park and building little roller coasters and trying to stop the little people from vandalizing the benches and the trash cans and mm-hmm. it's all yeah. fine. Uh so I use that as a major coping mechanism honestly. Mm-hmm. That's that's which you know if you want to show up and tell me that's emotionally unhealthy I will agree with you and then go back to doing it. So Yeah, I've been <laughs> I've been replaying uh and I've said this on Twitter I've been replaying Dawn of War Soulstorm for the I don't know, umpteenth time, I'm well over 310 hours into it at this point, uh, just on on this, you know, that's how many hours total I've played on Steam, not how many hours I'm into this one game. Um, But I find it, in its own way, it's kind of relaxing because it's familiar. I mean, it can also be very stressful because it's real-time strategy, and and I'm playing one of the harder ones right now, but it, it helps me process things a little bit in the background. And you're in a little world where all the problems are solvable. Yes. And, yes, and mostly you, with and the cleansing have, fire of the emperor. Well, yes, but you have a goal <laughs> and you reach the goal and but, there's always a way to reach the goal. Yes. yes. And in when the world is very messy and terrifying, it can be nice to sit in a world where things can be fixed. Don't don't step on the set. Orange tiny orange um Cammy is back. And she's the one who I believe stepped on the the board and created the echo, or turned on the reverb. So uh, I'm just watching her very carefully. She's giving me the side eye now. Okay, from Patricia, 
Uh, my deepest condolences to Ursula's family and you. Thank you. I adore and love the interview with Dino. It's, it is wonderful and affirming, and I am in awe of him. Uh, also apparently tried to send Dino an email thanking him, and it bounced. Uh, so I'll, I'll look into that. Um, I'll look into that link on the, on the webpage. All right. Let's see. Um, oh, that's a ad name uh, from L. We'll be rereading some of these names later as we draw <laughs> from the big pile of names. Uh, here we go. Um, my name is John, and I am for from Indiana, I think. Uh, I've been trying to fail fast with apps I loved at the beginning of your podcast, where apps and more tools-related things were discussed. I've listened to all your casts. It took about two weeks while at work. Thanks for all the emotional support for us who have to live with mental illness slash brain problems. I'm right there. You know, solidarity, brother. Um, I was having trouble with alcohol and have had to rewire my brain and love all your advice. January 1st will be one year sober. Hey, congratulations. Dude, dude. we are proud of you. That Rock on. Fuck yeah. Um, you're both very special people who believe in supporting everyone. Here's my list of some Android apps for everyday use. Well, there you go. And they are AnyDo, which is a great to-do list app. Um, Dalio, uh, love this to keep my moods in check, uh, check. My current streak is 250 days and mood check apps are sometimes very useful. I was using it to gauge my stress levels. Cause I, uh, I think I was using mood Panda to say about three times a day, just check in. How do I feel? Am I good? Am I bad? Am I mediocre? And that was helping me sort of look at how my day flow went and what was causing someone to try that somewhat because like i said mm -hmm. I've, I've been feeling fried so yeah. um let's see and then app 15 app launcher for a minimal list of apps very customizable fonts and color sizes and i want to look at that one because i want i i have some older android devices that get kind of bogged down just loading the list of apps no matter how much i clean it up and something really lightweight might be really cool and again i'll link those in the show notes thank you john for writing in and congrats again on a year yeah absolutely congrats that's that's a big 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 thing um okay uh episode 76 uh Alyssa wrote in and that was the one with deborah baker and you were talking about beautiful rot um oh yes uh the last thing on the list i tweeted at, at ursa was uh for KUEC because labors of love are still labor also that was the episode with the nightmare candy canes oh, oh. Uh, you might have managed to wipe it from memory, but I'm not sure I'll ever forget, and I wasn't there. Oh, we'll never forget. <laughs> we will never, ever forget that one. Um, on an unrelated note, I don't think I've ever had a... F you've ever had a food on the show so bad that it triggered Kevin's parental instincts before. You can hear the moment he goes from egging on teenager to ordering his offspring not to touch the candy cane that smells like cat piss. Not the teenager was either considering it. He's no fool. <laughs> um, truth. Very truth. Uh, and I'm glad you listened to all of it. I'm glad you commented on this one yeah you you tried to save him from that one and normally you're like eat the cricket yeah and i was just like <laughs> nope 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 um all right from allison um dino is a sweary delight and i love him you know dino is a sweary delight and i love him too um so yeah and, and i'm looking forward to having dino on again in the future because dino is awesome and i want to check in with him and see how he's doing and maybe get a follow-up you hear that, Dino? You're on notice. We'll be back. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, from Mira, uh, this is a bit one true way, but some of the little phone tweaks look promising. How to configure your iPhone to work for you, not against you by Coach Tony. And I will link that in the show notes. I've not had a chance to read it yet, but then again, 
I don't have an iPhone. I do. You do. And maybe we'll, we'll look at it. And then... A lot of it, I might just start mm-hmm. screaming because it gives me hives because, like... Does anybody else get the thing where their desktop background or their home screen or whatever feels like home and it is the familiar place and you open it up and you're like, oh, I'm home. A little. A little. I mean, we had to replace your iPad this week. We had to replace my iPad. And when we did the restore, you turned it on and you looked and said, oh, all my icons are where they belong. Yes. And it was like just this happy little sound of, I don't have to, for the first time in all of these different upgrades, you don't have to rearrange everything to suit you. It just happened. Yes. And I also remember one of the the sweetest things you did for me many years ago when I had to replace a laptop. And I was honestly kind of bummed Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'd had that laptop for ages. Yep. And you put my desktop, you, you set it up and then you put my desktop background from the old one on it. Yeah. It was little Ganesh, and it was just, it was so sweet that I opened it up, and that was my little happy Ganesh background, and I was like, oh, it, it, it meant a lot <laughs> don't, to don't, me. Don't just stand on that, cat. It's, no, oh, okay, we didn't click any buttons this time. All right, so. Oh, God. If the reverb starts up, uh, that's why. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so yeah. I always get a little antsy about um, modding my iPhone or tweaking it or whatever because I'm right. like, but I like how it is. And this gets back is back to the beautiful rug. Yeah. And, and admittedly, when I, I moved from uh, the my Pixel XL to my Pixel 3 uh, late last year, Google did the same thing. Yeah. It was just like, oh, no, here you go. Here's everything you had on your home screen and organized this way. And here, let's put your background in place and all that. Don't step on that cat. Um, Tiny Orange wishes to assist by standing on the soundboard. Yep. And so Wait, is that called a soundboard? That's a soundboard. Yay. Yay. Um, I've only been podcasting for how many years now? Well, we don't don't use a soundboard very much. We usually go straight into into the computer. We have multiple things to deal with here, so... All right, our final letter, and we will be completely caught up on letters. Hallelujah. Woo! Um, this is from Deborah Baker, who was on a couple episodes ago. Hi, Deborah. Um, Dear Kevin and Ursula, I am watching all the online planner world planning for the new year with flip-throughs of last year's books and displays of their stacks for next year. It's something they all seem to enjoy. I, I Yeah, I can see that. I'm changing the cover of my planner. As I said in my interview, I'm too involved in day-to-day adulting to even think about goal planning. I'm happy I can plan dinners for a week. Preach it, sister. Oh, God. It. Yeah. yeah. If, mm-hmm. if somebody asked me right now to set a long-term goal, I would scream and throw shit at them. And that's a lot of why I like to – like I, I was talking about uh, around the um, – uh, No, 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 no. Do you, no I think she hit her – is that button supposed to be orange? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that that light is supposed to be orange. Um, Tiny orange, maybe you don't need to sleep on the soundboard. Move her real quick. Oh, look, 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 the warm bed, the warm bed. I have a a heated cat bed over here by the window, so during the day she can sleep there and then look out at the birds and the chickens. She's a little confused by the chickens, but she loves it when, like, the cardinals come up. (laughs) Anyway, um, so I was going to say... Long-term goals. Long-term goals, yeah. I, I, uh, again, I think I mentioned I don't like to do long-term goals in January because there's so much to unpack and so much to, to get over the last year. I really like starting that sort of thing in February anyway. And frequently my long-term goal is survive year. Yeah. Um, and for me, there's also the added, we just got through the holiday season. Then I usually have MAGFest and then my birthday, like just in this big smash of things. So I don't even really 
get around, not get around to, but I don't always get to the year in review until after my birthday. And maybe that's just something uh, we should all consider, right? Instead of doing it at New Year's Day with all the societal pressure, let's let's do it around our birthday if you celebrate birthdays. Uh, uh, my my thing last year was I am not doing a year in review of 2018 until I'm sure 2018 is dead. And you had me go out at 2 in the morning to make sure that it didn't kill the chickens on its way out. I did. I was convinced the year was going to find a way to fuck us one last time. And I was and yeah. it, 2 in the morning. I was like, Kevin, mm-hmm. this I know this is crazy, but I need you to go check on the chickens and make sure that it didn't get them in its last gasp. So I went out and checked the chickens, and they were, they've been fine. Yes. I mean... But I'm grateful that yeah. you did it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Kevin back to is this. very good about catering to my neuroses mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, back to Deborah. Yes. Also, I'm constantly reviewing and modifying my bullet journal with each month a little different. I have no idea what it'll look like next March, let alone December. I love this. And that's that's the whole iterative... Um, iterative design, iterative development. Um, you're constantly taking the feedback from the last one. You're making a little change. You're using it for a little while. All right, next one, make a little change, use a little more. That's great. That's absolutely how this should be done, right? That's how yeah. making art usually works. Yeah. Um, and then there's... Uh, uh, all right. Uh, while I was not seeking a diagnosis at the time, my therapist confirmed that I was autistic about eight years ago. And even though I suspected it, having an official diagnosis made a huge difference. All of a sudden, things made sense. All sorts of issues, from poor small muscle control to synesthesia to my need to, uh, to uh, stem. stem, all came together. And now I understand what my disturbing meltdowns were and what could trigger them. I have, now, I have far fewer now because I can avoid the triggers. Diagnosis was a huge deal for me. I've heard similar from other autistic people diagnosed as adults. I think it would work for sim- uh, could be similar for other types of neurodiversity. Is this yeah, but- a very pleasant way to to say that uh, you might feel better if you found out if the ADD was real? Uh, um, yes, well, and- I mean we we talked a lot about you know your your insecurity about having the diagnosis, but I mean that's that's a really I think a really important note is that at least you'll know one way or the other, and then you can adjust your coping strategies. Right. You know, and I think that's that's huge because if you don't if you don't know, you can't fix it. Um, which is why I'm hyper vigilant in my job about setting up monitors for everything. I want to know everything. I want every piece. Of, I don't want alarms for everything. I just want every piece of data I can get about how things are running, so that I can either so I can identify things, or if something goes wrong, I can start to dig down and find out why it went wrong and fix it. Because if I don't know, I can't fix it. If if I don't have enough data, I just sit there and look at it and go, it broke. Well, why did it break? Uh is it gonna break again? Uh you know. Um, do you have ADD? Uh do do you think you're gonna have attention problems later? Uh, probably. You know, but uh <laughs> Well there's also one of the other things mm-hmm. is that let me see if I can find a way to explain this. Yeah. If, as long as I never try to get a diagnosis, I still have the option that it could be there and that it could get better if I got it fixed. Uh Uh-huh. So, but, so there's like hope. If it gets bad, I can fix it. There is a thing that could make things better. Okay. And what's the other part of that? That if well, you, as as long as I never do it, I stood. I could still potentially get better. 
Ah, but if you do it and you find out that's not the case... And it doesn't get better, than fuck, what have I got left? Right, okay. Then I'm just at the end of the line. Okay, well... I know that sounds batshit. No, no. Uh, we've discussed a couple times how we have comparable, uh, sort of comparable um, neurodiversities that uh, we use compatible. the term "compatible crazy." <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm trying to. Be... We're trying to be better at using crazy, but goddamn it, I am. I am claiming that term. <laughs> I am batshit and fine with it. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, there's then 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 yeah. Um, but, but yeah, the, yeah. And, and the thing is, I know this is totally irrational, so it's not like it's a, it's, <laughs> this is not, you know, any kind of, of a justification. It was, um, yeah, it, it's sort of like, uh, there are probably things that could make me have more energy. Mm-hmm. As long as I never try any of them, I have hope they could exist. Gotcha. But if you start to try them and they don't work and don't give you energy, then... Then I'm just fucked. Or we can look for other things to try. Yeah. Yeah. That's all our letters. We're, I'm caught up. Woo! I'm caught up. I'm, I'm amazed I'm caught up. Uh, so we're going to take a break. I think the fizzy water is almost done again. and It has defizzed. Yes, and then we will get a badge code and we will do a drawing for a copy of Dino's Alternative Vegan Cookbook. So, right after this. Ursula's gone to get back to the word mines, as she would say, and left me here on my own with a badge code. Our badge code this week is stressed. S-T-R-E-S-S-E-D. For those of you who may not be familiar with it, and everybody who's a regular listener is sort of like, I'm going to skip ahead 10 seconds now. We issue open badges, uh, the Mozilla open badges. These are images with a little bit of metadata that talk about where you got the image and what you did to earn it. And so you go to the website and you scroll down to the little input box, enter badge code here, and you just type the word stressed and you'll get the episode 79 badge. And I know a lot of you really dig the badges, so there you go. And now it's time for a giveaway. I love giveaways. Giveaways are fun. I, I have six people entered here. Um, Catherine, L, Patricia, Nate, Victor, and Fleetfoot Fox. And I have here, uh, since there are six of you, I have here a handy-dandy D6. Actually, I have all my dice out because I, you know, it's not like I don't have dice given the amount of D&D I play. And the answer is four, which is one, two, three, four. Nate, you are a big winner. Nate, you are going to get a copy of Dino's Alternative Vegan ebook. And since I know you cook a lot and are are actually, you know, a trained short order cook, uh, among other things, then I think you're going to love it because I've had a chance to look through it. And it's, it's pretty cool, actually, uh, because it talks techniques. It talks about, you know, the different foods and flavorings. So awesome. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Big thank you to Anna, Patricia, L, John, Alyssa, Allison, Mira, 
Deborah, Martha, James, Star, Fleetfoot Fox, and Nate for your letters this past month. I'm glad I'm caught up, and I'm glad you guys wrote in. You can write in either by emailing me directly, kevin at sunny, S-O-N-N-E-Y dot com. Make sure you mention the podcast in the subject line. Uh, you can also use the comment form on the website, and it'll come straight to me or comment on an episode. Some of these were episode comments, not just straight out comment forms or, or whatever. I, I read everything, even if I don't necessarily uh, read it on the show. I certainly do read everything, and I guess the um, of note is that we're, we're I'm getting a lot of, of letters and comments, and so at some point it's just going to be impractical to read them all on the show. But rest assured... I read all of them, whether or not they actually appear on air. Okay, uh, that is just about everything. I just have to remind you that you can support this podcast and all the other podcasts we do here at patreon.com slash Ursula V. As part of that, you get all of Ursula's self-published works as they come out for absolutely free for your $1 a month or, or whatever it is. And we really appreciate everybody who supports us on Patreon. Someday I will have to do like a dramatic reading of all your names, but there are a lot of you. Um, also, you can buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com slash k-s-o-n-n-e-y and get the special coffee supporter badge. You'll get the badge code for being a coffee supporter, whether you buy me a coffee or whether it's a recurring thing. And I'm still looking for other things to throw into the coffee supporter benefits bucket. So there's all that. And that wraps up the show. So thank you guys, everybody, for listening. I hope your 2019 is going as well as can be expected. I know it's tough out there, and I really love to hear how everybody is coping and keeping themselves organized. So until next week, folks, stay productive.